brought to you by the WZIP sports team. This is Sports Power Talk Overtime. Featuring in-depth interviews. Someone brings a video up and was like, hey, look at this. And we all kind of watch it. And to be honest with you, we all just kind of like chuckled and, and just <laughs> thought nothing of it. Exclusive original content. They do need Austin. Every Theory. brand needs Austin. That's no. why SmackDown won. That's why SmackDown won. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. they got Austin Theory. And of course, the hottest takes. Kings Celtics. Okay. If we see Kings Sixers, I'll sell my dog. <laughs> Man, you heard it here first. Mitch Bates is going to sell his dog. So get ready because it's time for SPT Overtime. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another fantastic edition of SPT Overtime. I am your host, Logan Buchanan, and today I am being joined by the head coach for our Akron Zips women's basketball team, Mr. Ryan Gensler. How are you doing today, coach? Pretty good, Logan. Yourself? I'm doing great. I'm really excited. You know, good season so far. We're we're seeing some changes. You uh, just recently joined us, so I'm ready to pick your brain and see you are yeah it's been uh it's been a whirlwind I can't even believe it's been eight months but I I laugh because every time I try to like date myself month wise I just go back to my son was born a, like a week after getting the job mm-hmm. so <laughs> that's always my benchmark of like how many months old he is <laughs> sure. is how long we've been here <laughs> oh there you go all right well uh speaking on how you got here what led you to Akron yeah you know I, I spent five years at University of Dayton um with uh, head coach Shauna Green there, and uh, we had a lot of success, and that afforded our staff and her an opportunity to go to University of Illinois, a uh, program that hadn't done very well in the past 20 years, kind of flipped the script there, um, had one of their best seasons in about 20 years, got to the NCAA tournament, and um, and that's where we uh, got a phone call from from Charles here uh, about, you know, this opportunity and, and what it entailed, and, you know, having spent time in Ohio understanding kind of the Mid-American Conference, understanding, you know, Akron, Northeast Ohio, you know, just the different uh, regions within the state. Uh, it, was, it was a no-brainer for me to, to look to pursue the job. And the, and the deeper it went in the process, the more, you know, my wife and I and, and you know, this opportunity just seemed like the perfect fit. Yeah. Well, when you were at Illy, uh, you were quoted as saying that you really care about the passion of the game and keeping high energy, high octane, you know, full-on passion. So how do you as a coach kind of facilitate that with your girls? I think, you know, part of it is, uh, is, is the relationship building process of a team and relationship building process with um, my players and I. You know, we meet every two weeks. Um, and I think, you know, as a, a leader and a, and a leader of young people, you, you've got to understand you've got to be an authentic leader. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just who I am. You know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a fanatic in and of itself of yeah. like, you know, sports and, you know, just passionate in general about the things that I do and, um, so when we're on the court, I want that like youthful enthusiasm yeah. uh, to, to shine within our players. And I think you, you can't do anything without enthusiasm. And I think that's a, a big element of what I want our program to be about. And um, as our players have developed relationships between each other and, and building that camaraderie and um, they're allowing themselves to be kind of unapologetically themselves. And I think the passion that they show on the court is, is them at their truest form. Yeah. And, uh, that for me is like a, a dream come true as a coach because that's who I am on the sideline. Yeah, I know um, y- you personally not only like to coach your girls about basketball and on the court, but also prepare them for their future and for life. How do you do that? Like, is it more of a, you know, you, you kind of put it in basketball terms for them or is it more of just a true mentorship kind of thing I think a little bit of both I think that the game certainly teaches us you know lessons for for anything I think 
you know, when we were down in Daytona Beach last week, you know, you're playing Wichita State from the American Conference, Pittsburgh from, you know, a Power 5 ACC conference. And, you know, as we prepared for P Pittsburgh on just a, a quick turnaround on, you know, half a day preparation, and we said in the locker room, you know, beforehand, um, you know, I pulled on a, a story that I saw on Instagram. Mm -hmm. it, was, um, it was a firefighter, you know, going into the woods. And he said, like, when you can't really see, you know, your destination or you can't see anything and all you see is smoke and fire and everything, like, what do you, what do you tell yourself? And the guy said, you know, I just – you just see what's in front of you and you just take one step. Yeah. And, you know, one of our players is about to, you know, have a, a surgery, you know, uh, and, and she's, you know, unsure of the recovery and all that. And so we pull upon that for that. And then – said, you know, with this Pittsburgh game, you're not going to win or lose this in the in the first minute. You just mm -hmm. have to take the first step and then just take what's in front of you again and just take the next step. And then all of a sudden we're at the media timeout. Yeah. And then, you know, from that, just the next step of that. So, you know, it's it's very much centered on just kind of the process of mm -hmm. it. I'm very big with our players about eliminating the result um, and, and just focusing on the process of things because you can sometimes be fooled by results. Yeah. You can get lucky. Um they know me. I'm not a gambler. And so, like, I, I joke with them all the time. I said, I don't want the, the the two out of ten, you know, times it works. I want the seven out of ten times it works, the eight out of ten times it yeah. works. I don't want the flashy play. I want I want the stuff that's going to be built to last and, mm -hmm. and success over a long period of time. And um, so it's those kind of lessons that I think help prepare them for life. Yeah. As far as, you know, you can't just be a flash in the pan in your job. You've got to be consistent in, in the things that you do daily and uh -huh. um we we talked at the end of one of our practices i said you know the most flattering thing someone can say to you is, is you're consistent yeah you want that from your parents you want that from your significant other you want that from your kids mm -hmm. you want you want to know what the expectation is on a daily basis and when people can understand that about you and you can expect that from other people you know that's when you really can get stuff done yeah well one of the biggest uh things that have been consistent with our women's team uh you mentioned you're not going to win the game in the first minute, but you guys are winning games in overtime and even pushing <laughs> double overtime. Is it just the cardio that these girls have, or is it just the drive, offense, 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 and the will to win? I think it's uh, it's a little bit of everything. I mean, I give our athletic training staff a, a ton of credit. Amanda Members, like one of the best athletic trainers that I've, I've been around. Uh, Nick Atkinson, who GA'd here prior to, to coming back and, and working full-time for us has done a really good job of getting our kids in, in shape and in, in playing shape to be able to think and still do. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it's a credit to our leadership on the court. You know, our, our players never feel like they're out of the game. Mm -hmm. You know, back in July, I would show them film of, like I showed them the, the Duke Maryland minute miracle from 2001 ish, mm -hmm. where, you know, Maryland blows an eight point lead in 45 seconds, you know, so like slowly, but surely throughout all of this, I've tried to, put in examples to, to learn yeah. as you go that a, you're never out or have the teachable moments of, you know, how you succeed down in Daytona. We were down one with 0.3 seconds against Pittsburgh. The only way that you can win or, you know, get a, you can't get a shot off. You have to get a tip in. Mm -hmm. We're not drawing off any alley-oops three quarter court. <laughs> and so, you know, Reagan Bass on that Monday prior, you know, teams are being really physical with her and showed her a way to, you know, draw a foul. If, if, teams are being physical Aaron Kraft used to do it at Ohio State and one of my best friends was a coach of him so I call I always call it getting crafty yeah and so I said regs the only way we have a shot <laughs> is if you get crafty right now yeah and she kind of looked at me like 
you serious? I'm like, point three, we can't get a shot. Like, do you want it? And she's like, absolutely, let's try it. Yeah. The rest of the kids were just like, coach, what are you talking about? Uh-huh. I don't like, what is it? And then all of a sudden she's shooting two free throws and we go to overtime and, you know, our, our kids, you know, play really well in overtime. But um, it's that that belief that, like, you have to have that you're never out of it. And yeah. they, they have it. And that's a credit to them. Yeah, so do you, do your girls ever, like, succumb to pressure or do they thrive with pressure, would you say? I don't know. I think it's just it's ongoing and just learning. I, I There's a certain level of, like, calmness and maturity about them. You know, after that Oakland double overtime game, you know, we were down, I think, five with, I don't know, 20 seconds to yeah. go. And, like, and we executed, you know, trying to get a tie-up and we got the jump ball. And, you know, so there's a level of intensity about – us and and we you know Reagan's done it before mm-hmm. you know she's she's played heavy minutes uh, Morgan Haney coming from Albany she's won a championship you know there at Albany you know as a grad transfer but really a lot of the other players haven't had that experience so they're really mm-hmm. pulling on you know those in particular to be that intense but calm reassurance throughout it and you know I'm I'm nerdy enough to kind of <laughs> point out some things to them sometimes that you know there's there's some crafty ways that we can yeah. you know get things done well and, it seems like you're a bit of a historian when it comes to the game so a little bit. Uh, <laughs> who who's like when it comes to basketball who's your inspiration who do you look at either a coach or a player where you're like that's like this is the person you should watch so i, I like pulling from all sports mm-hmm. so you know i'm i'm a big tom brady guy i'm a big belichick guy um you know, I, I grew up in Syracuse, New York, so, um, you know, basketball was kind of king there in the Jim Beheim eras and, and all of that. But um, my mom was from Worcester, Mass. My dad wasn't a big pro sports guy, so I've always kind of followed the paths. And, like, you know, I had the best, like, 20-year run as, like, yeah. a high school student into college with, with the Patriots dynasty. Yeah. So uh, really learning about Belichick. Um, his GM that was with him in Cleveland, Michael Lombardi, is – someone that I pull uh, a ton from. I'm part of his, um, the daily coaching network that he has where it's leaders from all different uh, industries and genres and coaches. And, you know, we meet about four times a month on Zoom. Um, But he's, you know, he's got a wealth of knowledge. He pulls from stories, you know, professionally. Um, But it's just those kind of examples of like, like the simplistic way. And as we teach our players, like a a Belichick-ism is like, in order to win, you got to learn how to not lose. Mm-hmm. And so we talk about those things all the time as we kind of, you know, build the foundation of the program. Yeah. Well, speaking on that, what does a normal practice for the women's team look like? Is it kind of an all-around sort of where we focus on a bunch of different stuff, or do you have specific like this day we're focusing on cardio, this day certain shot types? What yeah. does that look like? So we're we're data driven with with some of that. So our strength coach uh, Nick and I will kind of sit down and talk a little bit about like what practices should be a little bit more intense, or depending on you know coming off of things, what needs to be scaled back. And um, most of the time, our our practices start with some element of film to learn and, mm-hmm. and to grow from that. And we put ourselves in in the situations and talk about what we would do in those uh, kind of learnable environments. Um, we always do, you know, some sort of level of finishing and shooting in the beginning of practice. And that's evolved. Our, our level of finishing now is, is off of post entries. Mm-hmm. You know, we're playing to some of our strengths and, and how we want to play off of that. Um, we've got some, you know, goal setting things in our, our shooting drills. And then a little bit of offense on, on kind of the core of how we play and concept wise how we play. I don't want us to be a play-driven mm-hmm. team. I want us to be a concept-driven team so that no matter who we play, we're still prepared. Um, and then it's a heavy emphasis on defense and rebounding. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 talk historian and like 
and being data-driven, looking back at the last five years of who's won the MAC, they've always been either tied for first or first or second in defensive field goal percentage and defensive rebounding. Mm -hmm. So, yes, offense is, is awesome, but, like, in order to afford yourself those opportunities of good offense, you got to get stops and you got to do it over the course of time. You can't be a flash in the pan. So yeah. uh, we hang our hat on that, and that, that's, like, part of our due diligence. And then, and then there'll be some element of getting up and down, you know, and, and working on uh, some things. We've been really good off the board uh, after timeout, so – there's an element of that within our man offense stuff. And then uh, we try to work on our zone. We try to work on, you know, uh, areas that teams have stifled us with. You know, we've, we've gotten better against press break, gotten better against, you know, uh, taking care of the basketball. So those are kind of the elements. And then, um, you know, we try to have a little fun in between. Yeah. No. Uh, so when you're looking at your girls, what kind of a player are you looking for? Is it you know, straight talent, coachability, what do you look for as a coach? Yeah, so it starts kind of on a macro level of uh, as I got the job here and, you know, nine, uh, we, we had the opportunity to bring in nine new faces. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to sit down and say, like, who do I jive with? Because mm -hmm. it's a long season and you got to yep. be around people that like <laughs> that fit you. And so I looked at kind of my own moral compass on that. And there was, you know, three things that stuck stuck out to me. Um, the first one is that you always do the right thing. Mm -hmm. You never walk by a mistake. I need people that are, are constantly in the business of doing the right thing, that, you know, going to class, all that stuff. The second is showing people that you care. We're in a society now that loves to tell you that they care, <laughs> but you got to show, yeah. show up and, and show them that you care. And I think if you have those two ingredients, the third thing that will evolve from that is a team that plays hard, plays together, but most importantly, plays for each other. Mm -hmm. And so that is the first thing that I look at. And I ask for examples of times that people have, that they've showed that they've cared. I've given, I've, I've given scenarios to them, hey, if you're on the, the squat rack and you're you know, helping you know, your teammate out on that and they stop at eight and they're supposed to do 10, are you gonna tell them? Mm -hmm. And what's their response if they wanna fight you on that? Mm -hmm. Are you going to show them that you care? Are you going to do the right thing? You know, and so we just kind of role play some of those scenarios and, and ask. And uh, believe it or not, a, a kid, uh, Lene Riley, when she was in the portal, she was left Middle Tennessee. She's from Akron, Ohio. Uh, our very first conversation was an hour and a half centered on on those two things alone. Yeah, we didn't we didn't talk basketball once. We talked about life and philosophy, and I felt very good knowing that if she got here, she would be someone that I'd be able to coach but coach hard. That's awesome. And it'd be, and it'd work out because she knows it's coming from a, a good place. Yeah. So those are the kinds of things that we look for basketball wise. I want versatile players. Mm -hmm. I want players that can play multiple positions. Um, I want three level scoring guards. I love to play out of the ball screen. So our, our guards have to be able to score out of three levels. Yep. You've got to be able to defend and rebound. Um, and bigs, I want versatile bigs like, you know, the Reagan Bass, type player is mm -hmm. exactly who I would, you know, draw up. A Lene Riley is exactly who I'd, you know, draw up in those scenarios. And then to complement them, you know, we've got an Annie Watson and, and a Lisa Tappanen that are a little bit different style-wise. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think of it as like a pitcher, right? You've got different yeah. pitches. You know, there's a, a Reagan who's, you know, a fastball and, and a Lene who's, a, you know, a curveball. And then you mm -hmm. got to change up with an Annie or a Lisa. And so all game long, post-wise, we're able to kind of, chip away at, at them and, you know, exploit, you know, some of their depth with, with a little bit of our depth. That's awesome. Uh, speaking on Reagan, I know she's been winning awards left and right this season. <laughs> How do you feel as a coach when you see not only your girls succeeding, but where, what you're instilling in them is working? 
It's awesome. Um, it's funny, you know, she wins the player of the week for the third time in a row. There's only been three weeks. Um, I called her when I found out. Like, I, I had texted her or I yep. had said, said something the next day after the first time. And I was like, hey, this one's kind of special. This is the first time <laughs> yeah. anyone at Akron has ever done it three straight weeks in the women's basketball mm-hmm. program. Um, it's it's a really a tribute to, to her motor. I mean, she's playing a high volume of minutes. Um, she's rebounding it at a high level. She's scoring it at a high level. And teams know that it that it's going to her, and she's yeah. still able to to find some offensive rebounds, still get to the free throw line, uh, still do, do those kind of things. You know, after our Oakland game, it was interesting because uh, Reagan had a career high in points mm-hmm. and rebounds. Morgan Haney had a career high of of points, and then you know the day after, I kind of did a little bit of an autopsy on our team, and it was like actually we had 22 people on our roster that had career highs of new things, whether it was minutes, yeah. rebounds, points. And those those two in particular got a little bit of the limelight because it was in the teens or, mm-hmm. you know, Reagan had some 30-some-on points. But, you know, Lene Riley's, I forget, she had six or eight points in that game, was a career high. Yeah, Kaya Woods' minutes was a career high. You know, all these new career highs. And it's like, all right, we're going to reset the bar on those. Yeah. But, like, we're still a new, growing, emerging, you know, team that needs to go through some stuff Mm -hmm. um so yeah reagan's been been killing it but like these other young players experience wise are starting to emerge a little bit you know lene just had a career high down in daytona um so there's going to be some more of those within our our team but really cool uh for a kid like reagan who who puts a lot of time into it yeah it's really exciting it's really exciting seeing that seeing an akron player not only get an award but make history like you said um now, like you said, this is still a growing team, but you're already seeing improvement. What's the biggest improvement of this team that you wanted to work on early and you're seeing it actually go into fruition? To me, it's it's our turnovers. I mean, it's, it's a simple – you talk about how do you win games. You learn how to not lose. Well, yep. if you have the ball and they don't, like you're putting it in yourself. And, and I tell them, it's, it's just mathematics, guys. Like, uh, so down in Daytona, like, it was a perfect – Perfect scenario, right? Like Wichita State wanted to pressure us and, and turn us over, and they did. We had mm-hmm. 15 turnovers in the first half. We're down, you know, a, a lot at halftime. Second half, we had we had nine turnovers. Now nine's still a sizable number, but mm-hmm. it's still better than than 15. Yeah. And you know, we blitzed them in the second half and came up short. Um, and we said, hey, like if we can just keep the turnover numbers down against Pittsburgh, we'll be in good shape. We had 12 turnovers, and are and are in the game against a Power Five school and. You know, that afforded us 60 field goal opportunities. So it's just math, right? Yeah, so yeah. even, you know, we only had 50-some-odd field goals against opportunities against Wichita State. I'm like, hey, guys, like, out of those 24 turnovers, like, even if we just have half of those that are shots and even half of those that are going in, like, you know, we're, we're in the game. So yeah. it's they're learning that, and I think that's been the biggest growth of our team. And and that really comes from experience of, of knowing how we play and where people are and, and what to expect and, and having some confidence against – how different play teams mm-hmm. play us. So we, we've heard about how you work with your girls, but what is your relationship with your surrounding staff look like? Your assistant coaches? It's and- awesome. Uh, I'm really blessed. I mean, I, you know, as I prepared to take this job, you know, you always kind of have a short list of who you want to hire, mm-hmm. and it never goes according to plan. Mine went according to plan. Uh, the first phone call I made to Jess Jenkins, she was she was in, awesome. and she's from Ohio. You know, uh, they, they just had a coaching change at Providence, 
and you know she was kind of debating on, on what she was going to do she literally walked in with me on day one which in this era of april and the transfer portal like mm-hmm. you need help and that was just another you know solid piece to what we were doing called sarah jones Jonesy and I had worked at Loyola, Maryland together. She went to Villanova. I went to St. Joe's around the same time. Like, she's literally like a sister from another Mr. Yeah. You know, so to speak. Like, um, love working with her. She's, she's about the kids. She develops great relationships. She works, and, and she, just, she just has a caring element about her. And then um, the last assistant, I had, I had a couple names. And then Aaron Mills-Reed called me out of the blue. We were doing workouts in April. And her boss at Stephen F. Austin, um, they had a ton of success going to NCAA tournaments, gets the job at West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And she calls me to ask for advice because we had done that. We had gone from Dayton to Illinois. She said, what's it like going from a mid-major to uh, Power 5? And I was like, Mills, it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a gauntlet. Like She would, had, hadn't taken any maternity leave. She had just had a newborn in, during the season. And she's like, I don't know if I can do this rhythm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, listen, like – I know you, I know your husband, like, like, what about Akron? Would you consider that? And I said, it's not, I don't want you to look at it as any lesser of a workload, but like, I can provide you a little bit of work-life balance. Mm -hmm. You can stay in Texas for this month, you know, figure out the move and and all that. Cause she had to go to West Virginia. She was leaving like that day and she's up there and away from, I'm like, work from Texas. We'll be good. We'll hit zooms. You work the phones. You still go to do recruiting events. We'll handle workouts. You come here and by June, we're in good shape. And she's like, this is a dream come true. Now, her husband works for Riddell Helmets, which has a manufacturing company up the road. Mm-hmm. There's, it's one of two. And so he, like, he's like a pig in slop. He's yeah. like, he can still keep his job, you know, be close to that, obtain a new territory, progress. And, and so it was a match made in heaven, um, you know, because she brings a wealth of experience of, of where she's been and, and at a high level. And as we want to measure our success – based on going to NCAA tournaments and whatnot, she's one in particular that, you know, has done it and done it from a really successful mid-major. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's that's so fortunate. <laughs> going back to when you first joined as the head coach, there was kind of a stigmatism around it. Mm-hmm. Male head coach coaching female sport. What's your take on the stigmatism, or do you just block it out? Just No, I think you gotta, you got to address it. Yeah. And, um, I think leadership takes many sizes, forms, and it, and it – it, it should not know one specific, mm-hmm. you know, typecast, if you if you will. And you know, I I wanted to also complement our staff with having strong, powerful women influences. Aaron's a mother of three and and kills it at her job. Yeah. You know, uh, Jonesy played at a high level. You know, Jess played at a high level um, and is five foot nothing, a hundred nothing, and led her team to the Sweet Sixteen and mm-hmm. and loves getting on the court. So, and even our director of basketball operations, uh, Deja Ford, you know, played at a good level, you know, is, is a younger, you know, person. I wanted our staff to be a, a reflection of what our, our players look and look like and, and will be experiencing so they can pull on those things. Um, you know, part of our, we don't have captains mm-hmm. on our team. We have a leadership group. And part of our leadership group is, you know, we study good leaders. And right now we're reading a, a book, Wolfpack by Abby Wambach. Wow. I wanted our our, our women to see a, a women's point of view, women leader. And there's yeah. stuff in there that's like not flattering for, you know, um, 36 year old white guy. Yeah. Right. Like, it's like, you know, this is the way it's always been and all, but I think it's, it's my job and my position to help them understand 
that they can be whoever they want. They like don't look at any stig- stigmas of society mm-hmm. of anything like that. There is a 36 year old, you know, white guy who is supporting you and wants mm-hmm. you to grow and is going to open up every door for you to, to see the things that you need to see to, to get out there. My wife is head of HR of a manufacturing company out of Dayton. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I look at her through the examples of their hiring and who they look for and whatnot and share those stories with our players all the time that like companies are dying to hire high achieving, high consistent workers. Hey, here's the answers to the test. And we're going to study strong, powerful women and and give them the keys of, of what the ingredients look like for them of how they've been successful. And I want them to understand that they can hit that level of success no matter what. That's such an amazing mindset. I mean, we've seen recently with even at the professional level having female coaching uh, male rosters and just the groundbreaking. That's nothing new, Mm -hmm. but it's finally getting limelight. Yeah. And your mindset is just fantastic for these girls. I think just your, your passion for them succeeding is probably what's making them so passionate on the court and in life. Um, I hope so. I mean, the other side of it is like as a parent, I've got two young boys that have strong, high achieving female role models. Mm-hmm. And like that is like the ultimate goal, if you will, as a parent to yeah. surround them with with you know great role models on a daily basis. So when my boys come to practice, like they will always be in an environment where they see strong, powerful female. They will always see a mom who works her tail off mm-hmm. and is a high achiever in, in her business and, and be exposed to those kind of things. So I think you gotta you gotta holistically understand the the environment and and allow it to you know manifest manifest itself positively that's fantastic uh going to the jar every akron fan every student knows how important the jar is to athletics uh and most of your wins have been at home in the jar what is it about that arena or what is it about your fans that kind of ups the percentage yeah it's it's the, that familiar feeling right um you know you have we're on practice 40 right now 40 practices in the jar we had one in our practice facility um but there's there's an enthusiasm for basketball here i mean we we sell the lebron thing in recruiting you know like it, it's there's a, a strong enthusiasm and and i credit you know coach gross and the, and the product that he puts out on the court the the way he's captivated this student body this this university um, the way he's built a team and, and to be able to kind of piggyback that in year one and, and you know, help get a student population enthused about it um, is, is ideal. Because mm-hmm. I think, you know, you go back to your best high school days, it's, it's, it's your friends in the, yep. in the crowd. And, and whether that's other sports coming, zip supporting zips, or, you know, the general population, you know, we've got engineers coming to our game. We've got kids in the nursing school. We've got teachers in the nursing school coming to our game, sitting courtside, mm-hmm. like, there is a, a community here that wants to get behind not just basketball, but like good stories, good yeah. kids, high achieving kids that are putting it out on the line. Like they're not the timid souls that want to sit out on the sidelines. They're, they're willing to lay it out on the line and whether it's a win or loss, so be it. But like, they're going to put their heart and soul into it. Yeah. And I think people can appreciate that. 100%. I mean, I know I love going in there and just screaming my head off <laughs> while I'm watching because just like you, I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan. Um, last question here for you. What does the future look like in your eyes for the Akron women's sips? It's a trajectory. Um, you know, it, and 
like I said in the beginning, we're, we're going to be process driven instead of just results driven. Now the results will come if the process is, is clean and the process is steady growth. Um, you know, I, I'm very excited about the kids that we've been able to bring in to date. Very excited about how recruiting has been going. Um, but it's, it's exciting. You know, Reagan's a junior. Mm-hmm. Lene Riley's a, a sophomore. We, we've got a very strong, you know, class of re- returns. Our, our seniors are, are great, um, but there's a lot of, you know, promise, you know, in, in those future generations. And I think that's the ultimate goal is you want revolutions of the wheel, right? You don't want it to just hit a, hit a roadblock and have to restart. And, um, and I think, you know, the, the players that we have and the classes that we have complement each other for that to be able to propel, you know, long term. And um, I, again, if we keep our turnovers down and yeah. we, we keep playing the way that we're, we're capable of playing, um, th- this group can do some special things and um, there's going to be a lot of teachables along the way, but I, I'm, I'm very enthusiastic because they've responded to all the information that we've given them. They've always responded and taken it to heart and have been able to a- apply. And that's, that's a sign of really good kids and a sign that I, I hope our culture is, is working. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, thank you so, so much, Coach, for taking time out of your day to sit down and talk to me. It just gives me a whole new love for <laughs> the women's basketball uh, team and just culture that you create because not a lot of people know about it. You know, yeah. they'll, they'll be sitting there and they'll watch the games or they'll look on it on social media, but they don't know what happens behind the scenes. It's, it's true. I, I'll leave you with this last story. So you, know, you talk about trying to cultivate a fan base within the, uh, the community here. So I went to the Rob's giving to mm-hmm. do the, the carving uh, last or a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm back there and they, they've got like those dope aprons that it's like, Rob's giving and like one of the students is like oh it's awesome can I copy your apron and I was like yeah man you can have it and he's like for real and I was like yeah come to our game December 3rd it'll be sitting behind the bench for you he's like no no and I was like bet it'll it'll be there and yeah. he's like all right like I, <laughs> like it's what it's about like, yeah. this is your school is your university like I got aprons like if that's what it's going to take to get you to the game come on man we we got stuff for you yeah if you haven't been to a women's basketball game you don't even know what you're missing it is a whole <laughs> different field than any other sport awesome well that will do it make sure to tune into sports power talk every sunday 11 to 1 on 88.1 wzip and subscribe to our podcast sbt overtime available on all streaming platforms once again i've been logan buchanan sitting here with the women's head coach ryan gensler thanks logan go zips